Join From Beer to the Bible every week as Irvin Lee and co-host Sarah Oliveira McDonald warn others of the consequences of drug and alcohol addiction by being the voice of faith-based recovery. Every week, Irvin and Sarah help people get access to the treatment and counseling they so desperately need. They explore the depths of addiction and give practical life examples of how to recover and develop a new rhythm of living. The show is gritty, authentic, and simply raw while being rooted in the love, faith, and hope of God. Welcome to From Beer to the Bible. Hello, I'm Irvin Lee, your host of From Beer to the Bible, and I have a special in-studio surprise. Say hi, surprise. <laughs> hey, Irvin. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell our guests who you are, and then I'm a, I have to tell the story about how we, we got you here, live and in person this time, not over Zoom. Sounds great. So my name is Melody Chandler. I'm very excited to be here with you today. Yeah. Um, we connected on social media and uh, <laughs> thrilled to have a conversation. Uh, it's so funny that I was just, I rarely scroll through social media, but I happened to be on TikTok and I saw Melody and I was like, I need to get her on the show. So I pinged her and I was thinking, I hope this doesn't feel weird. But I was like, we both love the Lord. I'm going to send her clips of our show. And that's how we had you on the first time. Mm -hmm. So we have you here live in studio. And thank you, Lord. Let's talk about what we were speaking about earlier around the storms of life anxiety and depression and how to handle anxiety and de depression successfully. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I was sharing with you that I feel like kind of the last four years have been kind of a wilderness season for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I found myself um, with several challenging situations that kind of keep recurring um, yeah. of no fault of my own, but yeah. it's just something that's happening. And, you know, one of the things that I definitely have experienced in that time was anxiety and, mm -hmm. and, and tending towards some depression. And, you know, early on this four years, you know, I would wake up at three in the morning with yeah. just these surges of adrenaline that would go oh, through my right. body. And it was this panic feeling, you know, mm -hmm. and um, that's really disconcerting yeah. at the time. And then also to try and effectively manage your next day if you've yeah. been up half the night. Um, and so those 3 a.m. wake up calls were happening quite often. And, and I felt like when I would wake up, I would just start searching for God mm -hmm. um, because I had, you know, developed a relationship with God um, in the last seven or eight years and, and just felt like that was going to be the only source of yeah. peace that I could find. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I, I fully understand people who are going through that and, and have empathy for that. Um, yeah. And I'm not out of the woods yet, but yeah. I certainly, my, my nights of waking up at three have definitely lessened, which oh. is a blessing. Yes. Um, and I think it's because of the security and peace that I found through Christ. Okay. Help our uh, viewers understand and be able to identify what anxiety looks like and feels like. My experience with it was, like I said, there was a surge of this like adrenaline, this very, um, you're uncomfortable in your skin. Yeah. You know, my mind is racing. I'm having intrusive thoughts. I'm having, um, feeling like my heart is beating fast. I'm sweating. I mean, it's really, yeah. it's really uncomfortable. Um, mm -hmm. and 
you know, it's it's something I had never experienced before. Yeah. So it was new. I know some people have dealt with that their entire lives, but you know, borderline panic attack never yeah. got to that point. But that borderline panic attack is is really really difficult to deal with. Um, in the beginning, I would see, seek out sermons around anxiety at yeah. three in the morning and find YouTube videos on you know preachers that were talking about yeah. it, looking at Bible verses that were talking about comfort, and trying to just seek after that. And I did that for a while, and that would help. And listening okay. to Bible verses and scripture, um, and then I don't know when the shift happened, but after a few weeks of that, I kind of started realizing, how about if I look up the authority I have in Christ? Yes. And my mindset and perspective shifted, and be, I began to do more of a deep dive into who I am in Christ and who He says I am, and mm -hmm. the authority that I have in Him, and that really, really helped me tremendously. Okay. Dispel the notion and the rumor because we love Christ and because we are disciples of Christ and we walk alongside with him daily that we won't have the storms of life and we won't have anxiety and depression. That's a great question. And I remember feeling like, okay, my reaction is not indicative of somebody with a deep faith. So maybe my faith is not yeah. that deep. Maybe I'm not as close to God as I thought I was. Yeah. And I realize that that is completely false. Yeah. The fact that we are going to have storms, we're going to have fear. Jesus, you know, God says in the Bible 365 times, do not have, do not be afraid. Yeah. Indicating we're going to have fear. <laughs> come. Yeah. Don't sit in it, right? Yeah. Don't stay in it. Yeah. So those things, this is a human reaction to my circumstances, but mm -hmm. I don't have to stay in that. Mm -hmm. And it's no indication of how close I am to God, you know, because yeah. I think, you know, I, I love Matt Chandler at the village and he wrote yeah. a book and he had, you know, cancer and he talks about the floor falling out from underneath him, you mm -hmm. know, in that moment. And when we get a diagnosis or we get news or we get, you know, something that is in our world, you know, life changing in a moment. Yeah we're going to have a human reaction. Yes. Period. Yeah, yeah, no matter how yeah. close I am to God or how obedient I'm being or how righteous I'm trying to live, yeah. that has nothing to do with it. It's yeah. the fact that that's going to happen in this broken, fallen world. Period. Mm -hmm. You know? The battlefield of our mind and being able to, when we get bad news, bad circumstances, and being able to take those thoughts captives, right? Because I would notice that I'd get a bad uh, report or something would happen that I can't control, shock me, surprise me, and then all of a sudden I feel almost overwhelmed. And I would go down this, I'll call it the rabbit hole of what ifs, what ifs, and all of a sudden I got anxiety and I once had a panic attack. I thought I was having a heart attack. Mm -hmm. And then I felt the way about it. I'm like, uh, oh, I'm a brother. Brothers don't have panic mm -hmm. attacks. That's a lie, black man, that's a lie. Cause I had one. Yeah. And man, I, I really did feel like I was having a heart attack, but I had to develop coping skills. Mm -hmm. I would go to the word and then I would monitor my thoughts. I wrote down all my what I was thinking about for one week. And when I realized what I was thinking about, I was like, I have to break the strongholds mm -hmm. of the fear, the doubt. Uh, I'm going to say some shame was there, mm -hmm. some resentment, mm -hmm. and a ton of what ifs. So share with our listeners and viewers kind of your discipline around your mind. 
in your thoughts. I love that exercise of writing them down. That's yeah. a great, a great way to kind of see it. And I think it all starts in our mind, you mm-hmm. know, and whenever I find myself going down that bunny trail of what ifs yeah. in any scenario, yeah. I have many friends in my life who will bring me back to where's God in that, Yeah, you know, and yeah. it's, it's taking captive every thought. It's pressing it up against scripture. Is yeah. it true? Yeah. Is it worthy? Is it noble? Is it the things that I'm supposed to fill my mind with? Yeah. And if it's not, then I immediately take a take a step back and yeah. look at it from the eternal perspective and yeah. know that my finite view of mm-hmm. what is happening, even as crazy and terrible as it might seem right now in this moment, yeah. is nothing compared to God's infinite view of the entire situation. Yeah. And you know, we get the opportunity to look back at people in the Bible and their entire story. Yeah. So I can look at people in the Bible and be like, dude, why would you doubt God? Look what he just did. You know? And <laughs> yeah. I mean I find myself asking that right, so often like, like how silly can you be? Right. Yeah. How in the world could you even doubt God? Look what he just did for you, right? <laughs> And, and, but we have the benefit of seeing the full story and how often do I for a moment doubt God when something comes up and I'm like, okay, Melody, stop. Like, look where he picked you right there. Picked you up, picked you up, picked you up. I have this track record and sometimes it's just because we're right in the middle of it. We can't see it. Yeah. But just knowing that I trust in all the promises that he gives us in his yeah. word, you know, and praying, uh, praying around those, praying scripture back to him, yes. like leaning into those promises. And that's what really brought me to the Bible in the first place, which mm-hmm. is, I mean, it, it sounds pretty selfish, but this is the reality for yeah. me. You know, I, I, I understood the big book forward and backward and could quote it and all of that. And, and I had experienced all the promises that it yeah. gives us. Right. And it's all directly a relationship with God that yeah. those, those come about. Right. Yeah. But I thought, well, I know that book really well, but I don't know scripture and that's the original that's and that's the, the source. And that's so, source, yeah. yeah, I wanted to go back and, and explore that. And I learned more about the character of God and the attributes of God and the promises of God. Yeah. And, and in times of stress and distress and anxiety or anything that comes up that kind of makes me go a little sideways, I go back to the source and I go back and I cling to those promises because he's faithful. Mm -hmm. I had to learn that even though when I don't want to read the book, when I don't want to read the Bible, that I have to I have to overcome my feelings. Like, I don't feel like I'm just being honest. I do love the Lord. But even like last night, I I had a moment. I'm like, oh, and I just it's a discipline in my life that I'm going to read it. I don't care how I feel. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not worried about how much of, I, of it I retain or how fast I get through it. One of my mentors said to me, you know, the Bible's not a speed reading contest. Mm-hmm. So, so getting that word in actually helps calm you and bring mm-hmm. about peace. Uh, share with them, you and I were talking about, you go through these circumstances and but God's still with you. And we were talking about the faithfulness mm-hmm. of God. So mm-hmm. so talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, God has been faithful to me. Um, yeah. and, and I have so many experiences um, of, of that happening, you yeah. know, and, and like I was sharing with you, I think in the beginning of your faith journey, when you don't have those experiences, when I first got sober and I didn't have that, yeah. there was like this abyss, there yeah. was this abyss between me and having a track record with God that I was just borrowing other people's faith and people who would say to me, you know, it's going to get better. God mm-hmm. loves you. God's got this. I'd be like, okay. Okay. Yeah. And I believe them <laughs> yeah. because I had no other choice to yeah. believe them. Right. But then it started happening for me. And then yeah. I started 
started developing this track record of God just absolutely, I mean, he has blown me away. And I always call it him coming in through the side door because yeah. I never saw it coming. Yeah. I never saw what he could bring. And so I think that just remembering that and keeping that at the forefront of my mind when something's yeah. going on and the fact that God did not bring me this far to drop me on my head. Yeah. And I do know that, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's been my rock through this mm -hmm. season that's been very difficult for me. He has been my rock. And even though it's been, you know, um, kind of, it's come along with a lot of, of challenges. Yeah. I have also never been closer to him in my life. Yeah. And it's created this relationship with, with him and this intimacy and this dependence on um, that I don't think I would have ever had, but for the challenge. The transformation that I believe and I've heard you share, and I know people that know you, that is evident. Because for me to be scrolling through, I'm always looking at lots of Christian content creators and influencers but it was something about you i was like that's the hunger for christ mm -hmm. that's that light that's that i am seeking you mm -hmm. i am seeking you uh, I, my first sponsor he said you know what the purpose of life is and i'm thinking this is a deep question I, i'm almost afraid to answer it so i say i, I don't know he said to seek god seek god mm -hmm. and I, i've never forgotten that and i ask myself daily Am I seeking God? And a lot of times in the storms of life, the question we all have to ask ourselves is, will I trust God today? Mm -hmm. That's the one fundamental question I have to say to myself when I get up in the morning, I gotta trust God again today. Mm -hmm. It's not about the the drinking, about all the other things. I, 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 I'm grateful for the work that he's done in me and talk about, the power of gratitude uh, around the faithfulness of God and that helping you deal with anxiety and depression? I mean, gratitude is huge. You know, my first sponsor used to always tell me just randomly, are you grateful? That was her little yeah. thing she would say, yeah, you know? And it. in the very beginning of sobriety, when your life is like falling apart around oh, you, man. are you grateful? And I'm like, I don't know, am yeah, I? Yeah, you know, yeah. um, but the reality is God has always provided everything I've needed, you know, not necessarily everything I wanted, oh, yeah. but everything I needed. And he knows what is best for me, you know? Yeah. And so living in that mode of gratitude. And another thing that helped me tremendously when I was dealing with the anxiety and the depression was helping others. I mean, it's mm -hmm. just like what, you know, we're called to do in yeah. recovery, right? Yeah. And getting out of myself, not mm -hmm. allowing myself to sit in that, what was me, self-pity morass of yeah. this pit, yes. um, is getting out and helping others. And every single time, time after time, that proved to be invaluable and then i can be a vessel and god would always drop a new sponsee in my life yes <laughs> like he does that right he knows opportune time yes yeah. and it was yeah. always um just such a gift to be yeah. able to help someone else get out of myself and then you know helping helping others um is um is pivotal to being what god wants me to be yeah which yeah. is a maximum service i remember when i my season changed and i'm i'm going from uh, being in business much like yourself to the ministry and so I had time and I remember having this burden to to go give away my time and volunteer at the church mm -hmm. and I'm thinking are these people going to receive me man they received me and they were oh thank you for coming to help us and then I finally told one of the pastors I said honestly you guys are doing the helping 
Yeah. You're helping me because yeah. I'm not spending time up here yes. trying to <laughs> control my own life and my world. Yeah. What's the, if you had to pick one thing when you go through the storms of, of life, what's that one thing that you would want to share with us? I would just say lean in fully mm. to Christ. I mean, reading the word of God, listening to preachers. I completely eliminated social media from my world for about 60 days. Yeah. And it was it was beautiful. I was like a sponge. Yeah. I also prayed for God to give me a thirst for him when yeah. I started this journey into reading my Bible a few years yeah. ago. And and he did. Yeah. I mean, he did. Like every moment when I did not have mindless scrolling happening on social media, every moment that I had extra in my day, I was looking for a Christian podcast or a sermon or reading scripture or yeah. praying, you know, yeah. and those things just, it was transformational. And I would have these moments of this, the peace that passes all oh, understanding understand. that would, that would come and be, I mean, I would just be like, whoa, yeah. my circumstances have not changed. Yeah. Nothing has changed except yeah. the fact that, that God is with me and I can palpably tell, and it's just a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, so I would just say lean in fully if you're Amen. going through it right now. I learned in the storm, because I'm similar, it's like we both talked about like being forged in the fire and hey, Lord, we both want to get out of the fire. <laughs> yeah. Forging has been cool, Dad, but can you pull us out? Uh, Enough we, character building yeah, opportunities like, over we, here. Can we have good. a season of refreshing? Yes. Right? Uh, and, and as I was thinking about it, it in these storms and, and God and his faithfulness, one of the things I had to unlearn was trying to perform for God. Like if I had a bad day, I got a 90 today. God loves me. Right. I, and that was kind of the way I was raised in the church and legalism a little bit. So I have to be careful of that because unfortunately, sometimes I'm not that great. Right. And I'm thinking, but he still loves me. So talk about the fact that God is love and he loves us and he meets us right where we are. Absolutely. And I came out of a religion that was also very legalistic. Yeah. And so I'm very sensitive to the idea that nothing I do yeah. Is, yeah. is warranted of what, yeah. what the grace he gives yeah. me. And I know that, yeah. you know. Um, my desire to do all of that just came from a place of just wanting more. I mm -hmm. just want more of mm -hmm. the relationship with him. It's mm -hmm. definitely not a checklist. Um, but you know, if, if on a Sunday, I don't want to go to church, I don't go to church and yeah. nobody's keeping score, you yeah. know, including yeah. God. Yes. He's not, uh -huh. um, I love church and I want to go now because I get to see my friends and we get to worship together yeah. and edify each other, but it's certainly not a a, a checklist yes. or guilt if yeah. I don't go. That's yeah. a very different dynamic that yeah. um, I lived in for a long time. And I'm, <laughs> I'm free of that. <laughs> hey, I, I had that very same thing a couple of Sundays ago. I'm thinking, man, I'm just worn out. And, but that legalistic side, and I'm like, no, it's okay. Exactly. God, God still loves me. Yes. What's it like to be a woman in recovery? I think it's a gift because mm -hmm. I get to help other women. You know, yeah. one of the most amazing things I got to do when I lived up in McKinney was take meetings to the women in the jail at, yeah. um, in McKinney. And um, I tell you, there was nothing more amazing than watching women who got it behind yeah. bars live with a peace. Yeah. You know, no matter where they were. Yeah. Um, that was a beautiful thing. So mm -hmm. being able to, you know, I think that there's a lot of 
the um, wine mommy culture out there right yeah. now um, where it's glorified and it's mm -hmm. glamorized and mm -hmm. real housewives look pretty yeah. enticing for some people. Um, but that the reality is alcoholism is destroying families and killing a lot of people, yeah. you know, and there is help and there is hope and it doesn't have to be, you know, I didn't, I wasn't a part of the party scene when I got sober, but I was yeah. definitely using it as a tool to cope with life and um, behind closed doors. And, you know, just um, being able to help other women who find themselves in that is a mm -hmm. gift. I find that for women and men, there is this barrier of, I'm going to call, there's a little bit of stigma around, you know, alcoholism or being an addict. And then there's the shame that we suffer because we, we have this thing that most times we're hiding. Help our women overcome that in case they're out there and they need help. Of course. Um, the beautiful thing about recovery and walking with Christ is there is no shame. Yeah. My sin is separated as far as East is from the West in God's mm -hmm. mind, you know, yeah. so it's, it's no longer there. Yeah. Um, and I truly believe that everybody has something. Yeah. So there's not one human being outside of these windows that have it all together. No, everybody's no, doing something. No. They got all, no. everybody has their struggles. Right, so right. the reality is that, you know, as a, as a believer, I am, a renewed person and I am righteous in God's eyes and yeah. there is not shame to walk in. So yeah. my experience with alcohol is a gift that I'm able to help others who mm -hmm. are also caught in that trap, just like someone else's experience with some other burden that they are, are yes. made to carry yeah. is able to help someone else if they recover from that. So, you mm -hmm. know, I don't see it as anything shameful. Mm -hmm. um, I see it as something that God rescued me from. And now I get the opportunity to help others. Mm -hmm. And I, we were talking about his faithfulness, the faithfulness of God. He's even faithful to dispel the rumor of sobriety is boring. Share around that subject. Sobriety is definitely not boring. We, I mean, <laughs> I absolutely, I love this life. Uh, I mean, probably when I first came in, I thought, okay, yeah. we're never going to have fun again, oh, right? Yeah. The, the trips are never going to be as much fun. But yep. I tell you what, there is this underlying deep-seated joy that I experienced yeah. in everyday life yeah. that I would not trade for the world yeah. that drinking never, yeah. ever gave me. Yeah. Yes, I had moments of fleeting fun, yeah. Yeah. right? But they were fleeting they were and fleeting. they always came with some consequences always. that I didn't want to deal with. So this life of sobriety and, and walking with the Lord is, I mean, there's nothing like it. Yeah. I've never experienced this type of freedom in my life. And yeah. it's a beautiful thing. I love to share around that subject because I work with a lot of young men. And the first thing they say to me is, I had one call me, he said, what do you do? I said, what do you mean for my vocation? He said, no, what do you do every day? <laughs> this sober thing is boring. And I, I'm laughing, right? I said, well, you need a rhythm of living. Let, let's talk about that. I'll tell you everything I do. And at a point, it probably took me maybe 24 months before I felt like free mm -hmm. to where I could go anywhere, mm -hmm. right? A, a birthday party or whatever, and mm -hmm. I'm good. Uh, and now it's been a lot longer. So I feel like I can do everything except yes. drinking drugs. Absolutely. And if that's all that's missing, and I have this wonderful relationship with the Lord that I didn't have before, uh, 
it's well worth being sober. Absolutely. Well I mean, I, I started to recognize beautiful things in this world, like sunrises and sunsets and nature and yeah. doing things that were adrenaline, you know, yeah. causing and just fun. I mean, yeah. there's just, there's, it's, you actually live. I no longer just exist. I actually live and mm. I have a life and it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I don't, I never run out of things that make me smile. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as we kind of, you and I, I think we, it's interesting. We have a lot of commonalities, the business, and then walking our path to the Lord and God's faithfulness. And I think one of the keys to God's faithfulness is I spent a lot of time recognizing him as the savior, mm -hmm. but man, I didn't want that Lord part, that, that Lord, my master, my king. I, I kind of was like, that's cool. You just saved me. Right. I want to. I want to run the show. Yeah. So talk, <laughs> share about, share on that subject. Oh boy. Yeah. I have a lot of experience around that oh. because when I first, you know, when I first started the relationship and sobriety, sobriety, it was like five minutes in the morning, I'm going to pray five minutes at night. Thank you. And during the day, Mel's yeah. going to run the show. Yeah. Yeah. That does not work. No. Um, I no. learned several painful lessons um, early yeah. on just how, you know, being a follower is being a follower. So when mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit promised me to do something, mm -hmm. I better do it. Yeah. If I don't do it, there will be ramifications. Not yeah. like, you know, it will, what it will do is it will um, quell me hearing from God. Yeah. So if I don't step and take those steps that I'm guided to take and be a follower truly and not yeah. just a, a believer or yeah. a hearer, but a doer, yeah. um, for me, that blocks me out from hearing from God until mm -hmm. I do the next, the thing he just told me to do. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I've learned lots of lessons that way <laughs> that I don't care to repeat. And so, yeah, Mel learned the hard way on that uh, one. I, I did too. I was telling someone, I said, talk to me before you do anything. Cause I probably tried that. <laughs> Most of my lessons came from hitting my head versus picking up a book or listening to people like yourself who have this wisdom and knowledge. So listen, there's a couple ways to learn. Don't always let experience be the only way you learn because it is painful and you get scars. Yes. So uh, Melody, as we wrap up, I'm sad to say that we have to wrap up, but we got to get you back in studio. That's our prayer. And that's it. what we want our listeners playing for. So we get Melody back. Um, Share what's on your heart as we close. Any thoughts, any suggestions? I would say perhaps give uh, our audience some tools around anxiety and depression, coping with them, overcoming them. And then any words, scriptures, give it to us. So I would just encourage you if you're walking through something and um, you're dealing with the depression and anxiety to again, just spend a lot of time in prayer with God, um, lean into the promises in the Bible. There's thousands of them mm -hmm. dive into the character of God and the attributes of God and who we know him to be, which is a loving father. And he promises that if we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. You are not by yourself. Um, build community around, you know, around you with friends and, yeah. and just really, um, you know, prayer and, and reading and, and, just trying to to spend that time with God, um, and then having supportive friends was huge. That yeah. was that was a big piece of it. Um, yeah, I love Romans twelve too that talks about being transformed by the renewing of my mind. Yeah. I think so much of the anxiety inducing 
situations were created in my mind and I was mm -hmm. allowing, I was not taking thoughts captive and I was yeah. not, you know, um, inviting God into those thoughts. I was going down those bunny trails. So a lot of it was self-inflicted. Yeah. Um, so really just being aware of that. And I love the idea of writing down your thoughts and then being able to look at those and yeah. see where is God in all of that, yeah. you know, because yeah. he's always got our good at heart. Well, as we come to a close and we have talked about the faithfulness of God, even in the midst of trials, anxiety, and depression. Never forget, we serve a mighty and a big God. God is a really big God. And always remember that God sent Jesus Christ so that he could save us, but that we could be in right relationship with the Father. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Never forget, he's the way, the truth, and the life. And most importantly, he loved you enough to die for you. Please reach out to us at FromBeerToTheBible.com. You can support us and give so we can stay on air at FromBeerToTheBible.com. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's From Beer to the Bible. Make sure to tune in next week when Irvin and Sarah gift you with even more addiction recovery information. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And remember... We're always there for you.